and welcome back to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, mother of dragons, keeper of the plug toilets. <laughs> we had some issues this past week. Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman. And today I'm going to do a fun solo cast that I'm entitling Crazy Soccer Mom. So join with me and listen to a recent story about myself, and maybe a few lessons that I dug up from that. But before we do that, I want to introduce you to an amazing female physician company that I think you need to know about. The name of this scrubs company is Fabled. And I got to meet with Dr. Olga Lindbergh recently and talk to her how she started her own company making exquisite scrubs for us, other female physicians, dentists, orthodontists, anybody who wears them, nurses, vets, all the people, and how that this was super important for her and her self-expression. She'll come on in a full episode in episode like three, 334, but I just got to put a plug in for her because as I've looked through her products and followed her on Instagram, she's really taken something that was inside of her brain and made it come into real life. So I encourage you to go check her out at This Is Fabled. Dot com, And the same thing, you can go see her on all the social media sites. I especially like hanging out with her on Instagram. But if you are looking for some new dress scrubs, and yes, the pants actually can be used as dress pants, I want you to go check out Fabled. Because from one female physician to another, I know that every single pair of pants or tops or anything that she sells means the world to her. And so to shout her out here on Dr. Me First and to let you all know that we are in this together and I love holding up other female physician entrepreneurs. So again, go to thisisfabled.com. All righty. Let's get into story time today. I'm going to try to wash as many details out of this because this is a real life story that happened a couple weeks, month or two ago, but it still has stuck with me. You know what I mean? Those things that still tick with you. So my oldest, Camden, who just turned 10 years old, loves to play athletics and not because he's the greatest athlete, but he just loves being a part of a team. He loves getting outside. And so right now it's the conclusion of soccer season here in Indiana. He plays defense. He plays goalie. He tells me he doesn't like to be a runner, <laughs> which is fine. We all have our places on the field, right? But he really does love and enjoy playing soccer up until this last year. And at first, when we started the season, I thought, well, you know, he is playing up a higher age level. Maybe that's what's going on. But the more that I could see from the sidelines, the more I could see dropped heads, kids that looked discouraged, and just the vibe. You know what I'm talking about. And this is not a criticism to any particular person, I want to say, but it was just the manner of coaching that was happening for my son's. 9, 10, 11, and 12-year-old team that I really noted that there was a big difference in my kid. He was now telling me that he no longer wanted to play soccer. He didn't want to go to practices. He didn't want to go to games. And that was totally out of the ordinary. And so trying to get him to talk about it, 
He just really couldn't name or identify what was going on. He just knew it didn't feel good any, anymore. So as an observant mom, I started watching a little bit closely. And I noticed the approach that the coach had was maybe the not the most positive. Now, I can understand if you were in collegiate level or elite level coaching, but this is recreational soccer for the local county level. And I had mentioned before that I thought that we needed to be more positive, that there didn't need to be yelling at kids and that sort of thing. Well, I took it upon myself a couple games ago that after his team was beat 11 to 0 and the winning team had already disbanded, the coach of my son's soccer team was continually to, I'm just going to say it, belittle the team on what they were doing. There were comments made like, we don't get to talk about positive things when you get beat this bad. And I'll be honest, the alpha female came out in me. I marched across the field. I said, you're done and looked at the coach. And I said, come on, Camden. And was questioned like, what do you mean? And I said, these kids just lost 11 to zero. They don't need to be told how bad they've done anymore. There needs to be seven positives for every one negative. And that's not happening here. I was then confronted and told, well, this is what coaching is. And this is what's going to make them tougher for the future. And you can imagine my blood was boiling at this point. I kept it together and I said, I'm sorry, that's what you think coaching is, but these are little kids and that is not the type of coaching I want my son exposed to. And there Tim took my child and we walked across the field and had a big hug afterwards. And several things happened from that point. One, I got labeled as a crazy soccer mom. I was not upset that our team got beat 11 to zero. That's fine. It happens, whatever. I was not upset that Camden didn't play. No, it's fine. What I was upset about is the guilting and the shaming of young children who are playing a game that they're supposed to like and enjoy and instead being made feel bad of. The soccer league that my son plays in were supposed to call me and talk about these issues, but never did. And I heard through secondhand knowledge that they said, well, we're here to support the coaches. And I told them, wrongo, you should be here to support the kids. And so there was actually several nights that I had so much anxiety. I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? What, you know, people are going to think bad about me. And so here's a couple things that I now retrospectively looking through, I realize is one, how do you define brave? And for me, what I realized It was really brave for me to walk across that soccer field to confront a situation that I didn't think was appropriate to be happening to my son and his teammates. Should I have maybe approached it in a different way earlier in the season? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I should have done that. But I still think that it was brave that while the other parents were sitting across the field watching their kids get accosted, that I stood up and said no more. The next question that popped into my head was, well, what is right in this situation? And I have to tell you, I got super triggered by this. From my own experience, I have been exposed to so many yelling coaches from a very young age all the way up through collegiate sports, both playing soccer and volleyball. And I think about it now, and I think that mom who marched across the field and got her son that day was the exact woman that I needed 30 years ago. 
And so was it right? I think it was. I think it was. And the other thing I realized, too, is that I was totally breaking gender and cultural norms in our area. I was supposed to be the mom that brings the Gatorade and the snacks and sits in the sidelines and breaks out the hot chocolate when it gets cold. I'm supposed to be the mom that loads kids up after I get off a long day of clinic and takes them to a soccer practice. I'm supposed to be the mom who sits there and smiles and chit chats with all the other parents while the kids are playing. And I didn't do that. I don't bring the Gatorade. I don't bring the snacks. I offer a $20 bill to whoever wants to do that and a smile. I'm not the one that always brings them to practice because, hey, life's busy and sometimes we do miss practice. And guess what? I'm not the nice little meek woman that sits in her folding chair with an umbrella. I'm the mom that gets up and marches across the soccer field. And at the time, I had a lot of shame and guilt about this, but I just want to say now, and maybe if my son listens to this episode in the future, I will always have your back. No one will ever make you feel horrible about your best efforts, and it's just a game. This does not matter. I will always love you. Hey, are you tired of going at it alone? Well, friend, you don't have to anymore. Come sit with me. I want you to know that it's okay if you need to take a break. It's okay if you need to talk about some real crappy things. It's okay. You're not the first to feel like this, and you don't have to stick it out and be miserable. There is a way out, and there's a whole movement of fierce females in your corner. If you want to come sit with me and be in my community, you will not see me in Facebook groups. I freaking hate Facebook with a deep and fiery passion. <laughs> but what you can do is come over to Aaron Wiseman's Badass Collective on Slack. Because guess what? Once a badass, always a badass. And this isn't anything that's paid. It's not anything that I'm like throwing huge promos at you. It is simply a community where I am trying to get people together in the same space so that we can have these kind of conversations safely and in a protected manner that you feel so loved on. It's the whole purpose. So click in the show notes, get over to the Slack group. We do have some community rules, but you know, that's just how it goes. But I would love to see you in there. I am in there almost every single day, having real conversations, posting crazy pictures of my kids and gifts, all that good stuff. And I want you in there too. So come on over, come sit with me. So do you have a time in your life where you've made a scene and for weeks you've agonized over it and thought, oh my God, what have I done? What is the impression? But then later on realized it was right for you or maybe realized it was wrong. I would love to hear if you too have been an alpha female who has made a scene, who has pushed against gender norms to do what she thought was brave and right. You can drop me an email or send me a DM, but I would love to hear from you.